The St. Christopher School in Grand City is the latest casualty in a long line of Staten Island Catholic schools that have closed their doors for good in recent years, leaving students and alumni alike heartbroken by the decision. We get the press release from the Archdiocese making the announcement that it would be one of, of 12 schools across the Archdiocese that would close. They're saying, again, financial issues, keeping these specific schools that they are closing open anymore. It's just not financially feasible. The Archdiocese just makes the announcement, this school's closing, and basically there's nothing you can do about it. In order for a school to try to, to make a comeback, it would have to go independent again, like it would have been before if it wasn't part of the Archdiocese, which we saw a few years ago with St. John Villa, which is a private was a private school, but there was that rally that we right. have seen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, in the recent years, we really don't see that with these schools and I think it's just parents just realizing well at all these other schools have closed in the last decade and they haven't been able to reopen so what are the odds of of us trying to stop that and I think that's kind of what happened here with St. Christopher where it was just parents just realizing this is it there's nothing more we can do and just um you know try to find a way to move forward and get their kid into a school that makes them as happy as the school had. Welcome to the Staten Island Advances from the Scene, a podcast bringing you an inside look at the biggest stories on Staten Island with the reporters who cover them. I'm your host, Eric Bascom, and this week I'm joined by Staten Island Advance education reporter Annalise Knudsen to discuss the recently announced closing of the St. Christopher School and the many Catholic schools that Staten Island has lost over the past decade and change. Thanks for joining me today, Annalise. It's always a pleasure having you on. You know, as the education reporter with the school year kind of wrapping up soon, what are you going to be focused on in the in the upcoming summer months? Thanks for having me again. I'm going to be focusing on the summer camps, getting ready for a new school year, which usually ramps up around August with getting prepared for that for that new school year and all the schools opening and things like that. But um, hopefully it'll be a, a pretty calm summer. We'll be thinking about summer rising. We have all the private camps here. Hopefully going to visit a few more camps than we have in recent years now that everything is back to normal, that normalcy that we've been looking for. So going to the schools, seeing the kids out and about, enjoying the summer and the outdoors and hopefully just having a nice, calm, wild ride in the summer compared to the school year, so. Yeah, I imagine it's a little lighter in terms of coverage when you can deal with the summer camps and have kids out running in the field and having water balloon fights and, and those sorts of things is an easier and more fun thing to report on than standardized tests and uh, admission processes and, and all of that kind of stuff. But let's move on to the reason that we have you on today. And as I mentioned, the, the closing of the St. Christopher School, which is just one of many Staten Island Catholic schools that we've seen close their doors in recent years. So first, I want to start with how did we find out about the school closing. We actually got a tip in the middle of the day that there was rumblings that parents had heard St. Christopher School was closing. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh gosh, oh no. Literally an hour later, we get the press release from the Archdiocese making the announcement that it would be one of, of 12 schools across the Archdiocese that would close. And you know, when we got that initial tip, we're getting it from one person saying, hey, Chris, St. Christopher's school is closing. At that point, we didn't know if there was just that school closing because, you know, in the past we've had many 
schools closing at the same time. So it was a little bit worrisome that there were going to be multiple, but St. Christopher was the only one on Staten Island that, that the archdiocese would announce it was closed. It would be closed. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I kind of heard in in talking to parents afterwards, which we'll get to later, but was that they felt a little bit blindsided by the decision, that there wasn't really much buildup, there wasn't really much notification beforehand. It's just, hey, here's our decision, and you can't really do anything about it. There's no rallying or GoFundMe or anything like that. They're just like, hey, school's going to close at the end of the year. And so a lot of parents felt blindsided. Is this always how the archdiocese operates? From when I've been reporting on it, the Archdiocese just makes the announcement, this school's closing, and basically there's nothing you can do about it. And and I think that's just because all of these schools are run by the Archdiocese. So in order for a school to try to, to make a comeback, it would have to go independent again, like it would have been before if it wasn't part of the Archdiocese, which we saw a few years ago with St. John Villa, which is a private was a private school, but there was that rallying that we right. had seen. Mm-hmm. But you know, in, in the recent years, we really, don't see that with these schools. And I think it's just parents just realizing, well, all these other schools have closed in the last decade and they haven't been able to reopen. So what are the odds of of us trying to stop that? And I think that's kind of what happened here with St. Christopher, where it was just kind of just parents just realizing this is it. There's nothing more we can do and just, um, you know, try to find a way to move forward. And get their kid into a school that makes them as happy as the school had. Yeah, so I imagine that that's got to be really frustrating for some of the parents to just kind of have that thrown at them uh, unsuspectingly and then be stuck with figuring out what to do moving forward. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about the St. Christopher School and their history on Staten Island, because I'm not super familiar. I've been there a couple times for assignments once they were hosting the Catholic School Spelling Bee, which is one of my favorite education assignments that I get stuck covering sometimes, but uh, always a good time to try and test my knowledge against the uh, the fifth graders who can sometimes out me, which probably not the best look for a journalist, but uh, I digress. Anyway, so about the St. Christopher School, give us a little bit of background. When I was writing the stories, I was trying to figure out how long the school has been open, mm-hmm. and I cannot find it anywhere. Oh my! I, I don't know how long it's been open, but when I did a look back at vintage photos, you know, the oldest photo I could find in our archives was 1995. So a lot of these schools have been open for a long time, mm-hmm. so probably more than 30 years that it's been open. And they've always been one of the smaller schools on the borough. And when I went on the first day, that was something that the principal had mentioned. So when they announced that it was closing, I looked up how many kids were there, enrolled in the school from like 3K Mm -hmm. all the way up to eighth grade, which is, I don't know, 12 grades almost, 10 grades. I I can't do math right now. But it's at least 10. They only had like maybe 240 kids, which is not a lot. So you figure one class per grade mm-hmm. with maybe a couple more in 3K and pre-K because those are usually contracted with the city DOE. So it was always a small school and you can attest to this, the the, um, the love that the parents had for the school. Absolutely. And I think for a lot of people when schools close, especially Catholic schools, and I went to a Catholic high school, it's always that small knit community, very close, all the kids grow up together. This was the same with St. Christopher School. You had spoken with the parent who went there herself and her kids go there. And I think that's something that is probably the hardest for those families because they wanted their kid to have the same experience they did. 
So I think it really relied on that small, close-knit family community at St. Christopher. And it just it's just because it was that small school. And I can't say how many kids were there 30 years ago, but I'm sure that it was still just as small, maybe a couple more classrooms per grade, but not, you know, not too many. That's yeah. the whole point of the Catholic schools was to be a smaller option for families who wanted that. We'll be right back. The Mayor of Maple Avenue is a powerful multi-part podcast about Sean Sinisey, a victim of former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, who was arrested 10 years ago for numerous child sexual abuse charges. The podcast series is written and hosted by Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Sarah Gannam, who takes listeners into the world of addiction rehabilitation, where society can be quick to celebrate the consequences for abusers while not addressing the needs of their victims. Subscribe now to The Mayor of Maple Avenue wherever you get your podcasts. Right. And that's always so crazy to me. I know we've talked about this before off air, but uh, being someone who's went to public school my entire life and each grade has hundreds of students in it, you've got a hundred in this whole school across 10 grades. It's just wild to me to think about what that experience must be like and how different it must be and how hard it it is, I imagine, when you have that small tight-knit community and then all of a sudden that's taken away from you and you have to adjust to a, to a new reality. And so moving on, I'm curious, what reasons did the archdiocese give for the reasons that the, that the school was going to be closing? From the press release from the archdiocese, it was community research, detailed studies, careful deliberation and analysis, went into the final determination of which schools would not reopen. They are saying the demographics have shifted, lower enrollment that has been made worse by the pandemic led to a detrimental impact on the financial stability of the schools. That's from straight from the press release. So they're saying, again, financial issues, keeping these specific schools that they are closing open anymore. It's just not financially feasible, I guess, for the archdiocese. Same reasoning we've seen the last few years. Yeah. And it's a little surprising to me. You mentioned the pandemic, which uh, obviously makes sense because that's affected life in so many different ways. But one thing that I think we heard a lot of during at least the early stages of the pandemic and the and the early reopening was parents, especially parents on Staten Island, saying that the public schools have all these different mandates. I'm going to put my kid in Catholic school. I'm going to pull them out of public school and move them to Catholic school because I don't want them to have to wear a mask in class. I don't want them to have to do this or do that or whatever public school guidelines were in place. And so you would think that there would have been an uptick in enrollment at the Catholic schools. And I'm sure some of them did see that. But despite it, obviously, in this case, we're seeing that enrollment remained low and got to the point where the the money being made by the school wasn't enough to fund and and justify keeping it open. So let's talk about the the really important thing here, right, which is the students. What's next for them? How is the archdiocese trying to accommodate them in terms of locating them at other Catholic schools? The archdiocese basically explained that every kid from the school would have a seat at a, at a neighboring Catholic school. And I had actually looked up the Catholic schools surrounding that St. Christopher school area. There are maybe three or four within five to 10 minute driving distance, which isn't too bad. If your child goes to St. Christopher school, they're saying to contact the director of enrollment for Staten Island, and they will help you find the best fit for your child, basically. So if you want to stay in the neighborhood, if you just want a school that's similar to maybe how St. Christopher school is, 
they would basically help find a seat for your child. They said the financial aid and scholarships would still be available to those families because you have to remember at this time, there were a lot of application processes in place. So sometimes people might have missed the cutoff or they were the early bird app submissions and things like that. So they are making sure that those families are accommodated. And I'm sure they had from when this was initially reported. Yeah, and so when I when I had gone um, to speak with some of the parents after the closure was announced, one of them told me that the school was really pushing for as many of their students as possible to be accommodated at Our Lady Queen of Peace, which is nearby, just over in Newdorp. And so one of them was like, yeah, my, my son is most likely going there. Pretty much everyone in his class is relocating there. So hopefully that will help the kids at least a little bit with the adjustment to that new environment given that this is really all they know i'm sure it'll be tough adjusting to a new school one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that one of the parents was like oh well my kids in kindergarten or first grade so like maybe it's not that much of an adjustment for him because it's just it's a new environment but he hasn't really been here that long to begin with but you think about a kid who's in seventh grade say and they were hoping that they could they've been at this school since they were three or four years old and now they're at seventh grade getting one year away from being able to graduate and and then to have to move to a new location. And I imagine that it's gotta be really tough for some of those kids, but let's move on. So obviously school closures being the education reporter is a, is a big deal for you and a big deal for us on the island and something that people are always curious about and wanna see different types of follow-up reporting on. So can you talk to us just a little bit about when a school does close, we get word of it. Obviously, we get the initial article out. We got to let everybody know, write it off the press release and some of the prior reporting that we have. But what kind of follow-ups are you usually looking to do in the in the days and weeks that follow it? Yeah, so like you said, getting that initial story out is so important. And I actually worked overtime to make sure that it was out because it's just one of those really impactful breaking news stories that just really surprise people at the moment. And the next day is usually when we start figuring out what's next. What does this mean for the school families? What does it mean for the school? What about the parish? Is the parish going to close? Where are the kids going to go? So I usually do a things to know type post. That's the first one I usually do. And it's rehashing what we initially reported, but making it easier for people to read if who are just looking for that specific answer to that question that they're asking. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, we'll look at the vintage photos. We'll do like a look back of of the school over the last, you know, over the last few decades and going to the schools you like you did and, and seeing what how parents are feeling and looking beyond that looking beyond St. Christopher because we've seen so many school closures for over a decade and how is that going to impact all of these other schools on the borough that are still open? You know, is there a fear of other schools closing in the the future? We don't know. So there's a lot of stuff that we kind of make like a list of here's what we need to look at, here's what we can report right now, and then here's what we need to keep an eye on as we continue our reporting or maybe our reporting's done but it's like okay now we're going to make sure is the parish going to be combined with somewhere else and what's going to happen to the school building we don't know so there's a lot of things to think about that we don't really have the answers to yet yeah absolutely and and you mentioned it and uh, it was actually next on my list of things to talk about which is 
probably one of my least favorite assignments here at the Advance, which is going out and getting the reactions from the parents. And and actually, in this case, the parents at St. Christopher were were very kind and, and mostly willing to speak with me. But uh, as you know, there are many times where you go out there and you're trying to talk to parents and, and they are not thrilled that you're there. Uh, they are sometimes rude to us, yelling at us. The, sometimes we have the school staff not wanting us there. We've gotten yelled at by principals and by teachers saying that we can't be on the property, that we can't be harassing the parents. So I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about what your experience has been like on those types of assignments. I mean, there's one there's one in particular I think about, and I'm not going to name the school, but a few years ago, a school had announced it was going to be closing by the archdiocese, and the parents weren't very kind when I showed up there the next morning after the announcement. And listen, I, I get it. I totally do. Emotions are heightened. You're upset. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do next with your kid. You know, this is a school that you were just, okay all right, we're going to prepare for next school year. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, now we got to figure everything out. We need to shift. We need to figure out all this stuff. And and parents were mad. They were mad at me. And again, obviously we have nothing to do with the decision-making with the archdiocese. (laughs) But at that moment, you know, parents are just, they're just upset and they want someone to yell at. And if we're the the person that they yell at and they don't want to talk to us, then then that's it. There's really not much we can do aside from going and doing what our our job is and and trying to talk to people and see what the reaction is. And and clearly the reaction was very upsetting and very angry parents there, which is complete 180 from when you had visited this this school yeah, with exactly. parents who were just you know they were just sharing their how upset they were and. And, you know, just sharing how they, the parent who was, their kid was going to the same school they went to and Mm -hmm. just sharing like the happy memories and just being overall saddened by that experience. And, you know, everyone's going to have a different reaction to, to news like that. All we can do is just try and talk to people and, and do our best and try to get that reaction. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's interesting because you mentioned that some people are angry in these situations, right? And they're angry at us. They're angry at the situation. In this case, they really were more sad than angry, more upset, especially because many of the parents that I spoke with were alumni of the school and now their children were going there and they spoke about how important that was to them and how they've always wanted their children to be able to graduate from the same school that they graduated and all the great memories that they had there. One parent told me that the principal of the school, Catherine was this woman's teacher. So when Catherine was starting as a teacher, her first class featured one of these parents as her student. And then throughout the years, she then moves up to be principal. And now as principal is serving her former student's child. And so it's just those kind of really small world Staten Island stories that that make this such a sad, sad situation in that way. But let's move on. This is not the first and and probably unfortunately not the last Catholic school on Staten Island that's closed over the past decade or, or two decades. So can you talk a little bit about some of the other schools that we've lost throughout the years? When we think about the schools that have closed, we weren't even here when the first schools started to close. But I was in high school when the news came that I think it was four or five schools would close that included St. Peter's Girls Mm -hmm. because people from St. Peter's Girls had transferred to my high school. To your school, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, I kind of felt the impact, not that I went there and and I didn't have to transfer or anything, but, um, you know, I had a lot of people that 
because I went to a Catholic high school, their elementary Catholic schools are, were closing and that had a really upsetting impact on my classmates at the time. And that was back in 2011. Um, and then two years later, this school was closing. Then I think one of the biggest ones was St. John Villa. I yeah, think about that, that all the time. One. And that was a big one because I was working here full time. And it was one of those huge stories where this academy with all girls was going to be closing. And we had done so much content and I went to meetings with parents trying to figure out how can we save the school and mm -hmm. uh, can we raise money and can we make a GoFundMe to, to try to save it and, and at least let maybe the juniors stay for one more year, just one more year, they were kept saying. And obviously that didn't happen. And, and the school had closed and I went to their last graduation and it was just all very sad because I think, you know, it was, mo it was a months long process of, of doing just countless stories, like one after the other. And then again, we kind of moved on right before the pandemic. They actually announced more closures mm -hmm. and it was like merging two schools merged and another two schools merged. And we hadn't really done much uh, content right after because, you know, we the had pandemic other happened. Cover, yeah. So because of the pandemic that summer in July, they announced a couple more schools would close. So I think that maybe that was the hardest because, you know, how much preparation do you have to for like your school announcing they're closing in July and you're preparing for your kid to go there in September virtually, probably, you yeah. know, so we've had a lot yeah and now this is the newest one yeah so we've seen all of these these different schools close over the years but i'm curious why there are so many catholic schools closing i mean it makes sense to me that there would be a couple here and there especially the smaller ones that don't have as big of a student population they're probably not bringing in as much money to support their operations but when it's so many in the course of about 10 years as we've said have we gotten any idea of, of why it is that this is such a widespread issue i don't really have a clear cut answer as to why and i just think it has to do with lower enrollment and i do just want to mention that you know, we, you were talking about the enrollment and, and how it, there was an uptick. There was mm -hmm. when the pandemic was happening and the archdiocese wouldn't tell us what that uptick was. So I can't give you a number, mm -hmm. but the city was also experiencing a decline in enrollment as well, we, which we've yeah. seen over the last few years. And a lot of people were saying, oh, it's because people are going to Catholic school. People are moving out of New York. There's a lot of rumblings of the reasons why I do think with all the public, there's so many public schools opening also. Mm -hmm. I just want to point that out, that all these new school buildings just keep opening. And I think for a lot of families, it's just, why not just send my kid to public school? Some parents just want the private school. And I just think maybe the lower amount of children on the borough in general, combined with parents not really choosing a Catholic school for their child anymore, I'm not going to say they're the main reasons because I, I can't say that for sure. But, you know, I'm sure there's there's many contributing factors as to why all these schools are closing. It's not just on, on Staten Island. St. Christopher School is one of, of, of 12 schools that was closing mm -hmm. across the whole archdiocese. So we know it's not just a Staten Island problem. It's a bigger issue in the archdiocese in general in terms of them just 
closing schools because it's just not financially feasible. I'm sure they look at all their numbers and I'm looking at the feasibility of the school building to keep that operating. You know, it's not cheap to run a school. Especially that some of these <laughs> that are older buildings. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, with a lot of the closed schools, we've seen them sold to the city and the city opens schools in their place or satellite sites or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So I think it's just a combination of, of lower enrollment, the city opening up more schools, not as many kids living here, even though there is a projected uptick in the next five years. Hmm. But again, that's that's all assumption. We don't know if that's going to be accurate in terms of enrollment. So I think it's more the archdiocese taking a look at it every year and just saying, okay, how's the enrollment at this school? Is it feasible to keep it open? You know, if they're losing money, they're not going to keep it open with any business, right? Yeah. That's so just I just it think it's just a combination of, of so many different reasons. Yeah. The thing that uh, obviously it has to be, it, it's a bit of like speculation and hypothesizing here on my part, but like, I always think like, okay, there's lower enrollment, but like, why is there lower enrollment now than there was previously in these schools? And so you mentioned that there's a lot of new public schools popping up. There's also been improvements in a lot of the public schools, whether it's new facilities being added on or, or increases in, in resources that are available to them. So I think that that is probably a little more appealing than it once was. And I also wonder if it's just something of people maybe being less religious than they once were and maybe less people wanting their kids going to a school where that is a, a central part of the, the educational mission there. So it's just, there's a million different things that it could be. It's, it's obviously lower enrollment, but the reasons for the lower enrollment are, are really what kind of fascinate me. But thank you so much for joining me today, Annalise. It was uh, great chatting with you as always, and I hope to have you back on soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Staten Island Advances from the scene. If you like what you've heard, please make sure to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit silive.com for the latest on all these stories and more. Thank you for supporting local journalism.